We're back. We're back. We're back. Um, <clears throat> first, let me say I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that uh, this podcast has been topsy-turvy as far as release times. Many of you know that I've been grinding uh, at the farm pretty much since March, early March. No, the only days off that I've had are today <laughs> due to um, not weather, but uh, we're, we're in a little bit of a holdup here while we wait to get materials for irrigation and and the road. We're going to do a little road. Um, I've only had two days off for rain delays other than that in the whole, all of March. And now we're here. It's April 1st. I'm recording this. April Fool's Day. I won't, I won't uh, there will be no April Fool's jokes on this, so. You can trust that everything I'm saying, I at least believe it's true um, uh, to the best of my knowledge. And as with all these podcasts, I like to back up my claims with more information and resources for you to deep dive into. But um, anywho, sorry about that. Not being able to get stuff up uh, consistently. Sorry to the sponsors for not being able to get stuff up consistently. It has been an absolute grind on the farm, but just the, the best, the best, the absolute best. We have put over 900 plants in the ground. Like it, it makes me fucking giddy just thinking of that. Um, we did 400 trees in two days. Now we've had volunteers from Fit for Service and different people make their way out here to help and and I have all the gratitude in the world because <laughs> it was just me doing that. <laughs> you might not be hearing me talk right now. I might, might have to postpone for like a month. But um, my old man's come out. Bears come out. We've had you know obviously my whole family's been there, but Bears been helping. We've had three generations of. Kingsbury men putting um, plants in the ground. And that's really, really special. It's just been, it's been a blast. It's been a huge learning experience. Uh, if you guys want to know more about that, check out the podcast. Two podcasts ago I did with Chad Johnson. He is, I want to say the brains behind the operation, but he's the heart behind the operation. If I'm, if I'm being perfect on that, he, um, he is a visionary for sure. You know, and we really dive deep into his medicine, how he listens to the land. And, you know, who, who has been, you know, his mentors along the way so that he can stand on the shoulders of giants, as, uh, as they like to say. He's just a phenomenal dude. He, he is a dreamer, and he has put his dream into reality here and likely created something that very, I, I thinks there might be like three of these in the whole world. Uh, I'm calling it the infinite spiral staircase, which is a head, head nod to Ken Wilber. and um, Paul Check, who is, of course, my mentor and writing uh, one of my mentors, and, and he's, he's writing his next book, and he has broken down quite a bit on spiral dynamics and the stage, stages of con- structure stages of consciousness, and he's taken alchemy from Gene Gebzer and Ken Wilber and Arthur M. Young and compiled it into very usable, practical ideas and ways to shape your life. Um, I cannot talk a whole lot more about that. I most certainly will be. I have already given away, uh, you know, it has shaped my podcast for sure. I mean, it's shaped my life. Uh, Shaping the podcast is peanuts compared to shaping my life. But I've had the absolute fortune of um, being able to read this chapter by chapter as he finishes it. It is the greatest undertaking, and he's done many undertakings. But, you know, Paul at 60 is not like anyone else at 60. Um, 60 years is still something. That's a feat. I just turned 40 and I was like, man, I've, you know, I remember Paul saying that he learned more between 30 and 50 than he did from zero to 30. 
And I thought, how is that? <laughs> you know, like, but, um, you know, when you find your niche and, uh, my niche is many things, you know, like I, I just can't, I can't, I can't stop. It's ravenous. The amount of information I take in. And most importantly, as Paul has mentioned to me is the alchemy of that, you know, and, and that's really important. So I know I recommend a lot of books on this podcast, but unless you're actually creating enough space in your life to do the things that you're reading, it's just, um, you know, it's just knowledge that kind of sits in the background of the, of the heart of the hard drive. You know, it's not really being activated right until we begin to actually do the thing and create habit change. Habit change is embodiment. When you actually change your life after a ceremony, after a book, during a book, any of these things, or just a life event, right? You don't have to read a book or have plant medicines to change your life. People change all the time. And a lot of people don't change. A lot of people get stuck in their old ways and and wind up becoming olders, not elders. But Paul is an elder in every sense of the word. Um, You know, the wise elder. And uh, I just love him. I love love that book. I fucking can't wait to get out to see him again sometime this year, even though much like... uh, much like his world of nonstop, no breaks, uh, I find myself in the same position. So nice to have a break today and to get to chat with you guys. I have not done a traditional Q&A in a very long time. And even though uh, I didn't open up for Q&A via Instagram or Zion or um, what's the other one? Fit for Service. Uh, I did get a series of questions from Fit for Service and I just did my closing calls where I had three groups of 50, we went two hours each. So I did six hours in one day, just knocking, fielding questions off, you know, one after the next for two hours a piece with very little rest in between. And there was actually quite a few uh, similar questions. So I'm going to break down those similarities, you know, with, with what people were asking about. I will refer you to more information if you want to deep dive on stuff. I'll refer you to different products and supplements. Obviously, uh, we have sponsors, which I'm going to get to here in a second. These guys are hand-selected. They are very important. They keep the show alive, and they keep it thriving, and they put food on the table for me and my family. So when you support my sponsors, which I've hand-selected and back 100%, uh, you're supporting me and my family, and that is the best way to support the show. Obviously, uh, sharing it, if you find a, a great great episode that you like and you want to share with friends and family. Awesome. Um, I know we're pretty controversial from time to time, <laughs> at least in the last two years. So not everyone's going to vibe with that, but certainly when we dive into health and wellness, that's something that most people can vibe with. And uh, this show today is going to start with the Q&A. It's going to be um, a little bit, you know, there's some supplement questions and there's some health and wellness questions. We'll dive deep into those topics. And then we're going to talk about the books that I'm reading because um they're absolutely fantastic, you know, and, and I apologize to the authors <laughs> who I, I am going to have on this podcast. Um, anytime you paraphrase or you go off the top of your head, it, it, it pales in comparison to actually reading the material. So when we get into these book topics, if anything resonates, these are, you know, that little resonate feeling where you're like, oh shit, like that desire inside is the thing that's telling you, you know, that's the high self, the soul, whatever you want to call that thing. The daemon, that's yourself on high saying, this is important, read it. That's how I decide what to read. I, I get frequently get questions about that, especially in fit for service. You know, they get, you got four different main coaches, me, Aubrey, Caitlin, Godsey, and then you've got uh, all these experts we bring in, like Emily Fletcher and different people. And then, and then all of the members themselves are saying, this book changed my life. Check this one out. Check that one out. You might have 20 books 
to read when you get home. If you've purchased them all, which is not a terrible decision, but you know, a lot of people bite off more than they can chew. And um, so then how do you decide which one to read, right? Where do I start? And that's such a common theme. Where do I start? That the very best answer is not my answer. It's not me saying, you know, I would say prioritize this. No, it's, it's the thing you're called to. It is the thing you desire most because that's the one, A, that you'll finish and B, the one you're most likely to continue with, right? And then from there, you, you go back to the same answer, which is the one now, what's most important now? WIN, the WIN acronym, what's important now? That should be your guiding, uh, guiding light uh, when it comes to this. We had um, two habit change specifically. Um, James Clear was on the podcast a couple of years back when I was at On It, and he wrote Atomic Habits. Excellent book. Listen to that podcast if you don't want to read the whole book. I try to extract as much juice from him as I can. Um, but really, he, he breaks down quite a bit in that podcast that's just absolutely phenomenal when it comes to um, how you actually accomplish habit change and make changes. And one of the key topics, uh, without getting too far before I get to my lovely sponsors, one of the key topics that he gets to is that the, the, the Greek word priority, priority was singular when it came out. There's no such thing as priorities. There wasn't a fucking little laundry list of things to get to. Now I make lists all the time. I cross them off. I'm kind of old school. I got post-it notes everywhere and I just cross it, but that's how I knock stuff out. Uh, I don't like reminders. I'd certainly use iCalendar and, and Google Calendar. That's required for work these days. But for the most important stuff that's not going in my calendar, I have a little list. Cool. You could call it a priorities list. Cool. Um, when we're talking priority as the singular most important thing to get done, that's when. That's what's important now. And, you know, of all the books that I mentioned on this podcast, that your friends mentioned, that other podcasts mentioned, it's what's important now. And the way you answer that is there should be a burning desire to study it. There should be a burning desire to learn more about it. And if you don't have that, that's cool. And maybe the burning desire is to just have space and meditation becomes a thing. And you start doing Ziva meditation um, with Emily Fletcher. We've done two podcasts now and she is just a gem. Um, I will, (laughs) let me jot that down. Talk, Emily Fletcher. Emily Fletcher brought up a very great question on the podcast that I had never been asked before. And I, I want to, you know, I fielded it, but I didn't have, obviously on the spot, didn't have a ton of time to really answer that. I want to answer that. I think uh, further, I think it's a great question and I absolutely love Emily, but say, say it's space. Siva meditation is going to be the thing. And that's going to create space in your life twice a day, 20 minutes, and you'll feel it. You absolutely feel it, right? Wim Hof says feeling is believing. So desire for space, then you find the practice that helps you create more of that. And it may mean unplugging. It may mean taking more days off. It may mean being outside in nature. It may mean a vacation. Um, but all of those things, that's the burning desire. That's the driving force that's telling you, hey, slow the heck down. Pull out a little bit, push pause, reflect, and then re-enter the game. You might not want to read right now right? That might not be what's important now. That might be what's important later. And the singular priority may be rest or reflection. That's totally cool too. Um, So, you know, this is a big thing. You know, when people first get into transformation on any level, physical transformation, spiritual transformation, mental, emotional healing is transformation. So, you know, any of these topics really do go back to 
total human optimization, right? This is what where, where this podcast started to take a turn uh, when I was at on it was really understanding that the total human optimization is not just physical optimization. It's not just what kettlebell series do you like best from Swolger? What's your favorite nootropic? And I'll answer nootropics here in a minute, but because uh, that was one of the questions. But my point is, um, all aspects of the self, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual are a part of that. And, you know, quick plug, we've got full temple reset two coming up and I'll dive more into that later on what that's all about with Eric Godsey and on this podcast. Um, that's coming up fitforservice.com. You can find more about that there. Um, as far as the exact dates, I believe it's May 18th through the 22nd, five days long. That is the full temple reset. That the reason it was designed is because your body's your temple, your mental emotional space is a temple, and your soul is your temple. That's spirit, right? Spirit is a temple. So you could say there's three things there. Maybe that's the holy trinity in some respects, but all of that at the end of the day is one temple, just as all of the all is one. That no division, <laughs> interconnected. Yes, we're actually one being. The universe is one thing, one song, universe, one song. And uh, we're all different components of that song singing together. Anywho, that's a riff, but um, let the desire be the guiding light. And I'm getting this all from a book that I'm going to dive into here when I dive into books. As I've mentioned it before, the erotic and the holy is that. Uh, that's that book, Mark Gaffney. And um, there's an excellent podcast we'll link to in the show notes that Aubrey did with him. Um, but as far as, you know, books I've read this year that have absolutely changed my life, that's what I'm talking. Jose will call it that. <laughs> Q&A slash books I've read this year that have changed my life. There we go. That's, that's the title of the solo cast. Um, this book will change your life, The Erotic and the Holy. And the more developed you get in your spiritual practices, the more you will come to appreciate the medicine that's in that book. You know, I've read, I've read a new earth probably 12 times, maybe 13. Um, I've listened to it quite a bit too, which is hilarious because he's very slow and monotonous, but it lands when you understand the medicine in that book. And every time I've read and listened to it, it's different. I draw more from it, right? Because I'm a different person circling back around it. And I know that The Erotic and the Holy is one of those books. That's a book that I'm going to circle back around to. All right, y'all. We've kind of uh, taken a, a little bit into questions here. We've taken a little bit into the how-to manual of transformation. And um, now I want to pause here for a second and really dive into the sponsors that make this show possible because without them, we don't, we don't have a show. Uh, I absolutely, we have, we have talked quite a bit about the deep state, the new world order, the great reset, I think is a little bit easier for people to, a little bit more palpable because the great reset is not something that's hidden. It's not something that's out of sight. It, I mean, much of it operates behind closed doors, but they have been open about what that is, what it means for humans, right? And the ad runs, uh, you, you will own nothing. You will rent everything. You will be happy. Drones will deliver whatever you need to your front door. People will go outside less and stay home more, but VR will be just as good. You know, um, you'll eat meat less. It'll be more of a treat on a rare occasion. You know, this will help the environment and climate change and all yada, 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 yada. The Klaus Schwab's of the world, the World Economic Forum, have done an event 201, similar to the pandemic that happened like four months before that. They had event 201 sponsored by the Gates Foundation, who denied it, even though it's, there's video footage brought to you by the Gates Foundation. Um, you know, they, and, and, you know, this is all me, me, uh, you know, really 
trying to, to connect dots for you if you're unfamiliar with it. But um, they do this run through and then, wow, how spot on were they? Absolutely spot on. Then we have what we've been going through for the last two years. And a lot of people think they're out, but they're not. Look at Canada. Look at Australia. Look at all these other countries that are under the most oppressive lockdown still to this day. Uh, mandatory vaccinations. This has all happened, right? So when Klaus Schwab, who is a globalist and is the leader of the World Economic Forum, states that there will be a massive cyber attack within the next 18 months, pay attention to that. That's not, uh, <laughs> if Gates tells me there's going to be another pandemic, you can bet there will be the release of some viral load coming your way. And when Schwab says there's going to be a cyber attack, of which the pandemic will pale in comparison, that means some shit's going to hit the fan uh, within the next 18 months. And it's probably a good idea to start protecting your assets, to protect your online ID, to protect your digital bank accounts, your digital everything. Everything's digital now. Email, passwords, all of it. And, you know, I know there's a lot of companies out there, but really, you know, doing research and trying to figure out which one was the best one, Aura has become that for me. I mean, these guys specialize in online security from hackers, scammers, noisy advertising companies, all of it. And if you check out this link below uh, in the show notes, https colon forward slash forward slash aura.com slash Kyle, you're going to get 40% off all plans. That is a massive deal. Um, so really, thank you for sponsoring this podcast. Aura is awesome. Um, they do a whole lot. I mean, really, think about all your online accounts, finances, and devices. What are you doing to protect them? Because if you're like most people, you're probably reusing your passwords all over the place. And a data breach to any one of those services could spell a lot of trouble. To protect your home and your family, you probably own or thought about buying a video doorbell, security camera, alarm system, or firearm, apocalypse pantry, that's me. Uh, but have you put any thought into your digital security? Most credit card companies do a good job of protecting you against fraudulent purchases. But what if a scammer files for unemployment in your name? or if your social media accounts are hacked? Have you recently received a friend request from someone you didn't know or someone you could have sworn you were already connected with? It's probably a scammer trying to make you their next victim. How many times have you received a notification that a website you use was hacked and your personal information is at risk? Probably a lot. If you think protecting yourself is too confusing, difficult or time consuming, that's exactly what hackers hope for. Every 10 seconds, someone becomes a victim of fraud or identity theft, and a lot of these people never recover their stolen money. Let's talk about how Aura can help protect you. Aura is a new type of security service that protects your online data, connection, and devices with one simple subscription. You'll get alerted to fraud and threats fast, like if your online accounts or passwords were leaked online, or if someone tries to open a bank account in your name. Aura's apps will also protect your devices from malware and encrypt your Wi-Fi connection so you can shop, bank, and stream online privately. That's super important. Remember, Google got in trouble and had to pay a fine because the Google cars driving around, the driverless cars, were stealing unprotected Wi-Fi information. As they drove through neighborhoods, mapping the maps, they were stealing people's information, personal information from any Wi-Fi router that was unlocked. And this is all, <laughs> it's documented in the creepy line on uh, Amazon Prime. You can watch that documentary. It's fantastic. And uh, I forget Dr. Epstein's, um, Dr. Epstein was one of the people who testified. So listen, with an, easy, with an easy online dashboard and alerts sent straight to your phone, Aura keeps you in control and guides you with 
through solving any issues. All plans come with $1 million in identity theft insurance to help you cover your, recover your stolen goods and experienced U.S.-based customer service that's got your back. So if you want to secure your online presence from hackers, scammers, and noisy advertising companies, go to HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash A-U-R-A dot com slash Kyle. And when you use my link below, you get 40% off all plans. Our next sponsor is GetSuperLeaf.com slash KKP, uh, the company Super Specioso, which makes the best Kratom on the planet. We actually have a question regarding Kratom. We had several questions regarding Kratom from Fit for Service and um, something I really feel like the, the listener here can can chew on. It's likely the same for y'all. If, you, if I get that many questions from the folks that I get to interact with regularly, then for sure, you guys got questions similarly. And we're going to take a deep dive uh, into the topic of Kratom as a whole. These guys are my favorite Kratom company. They make the strongest Kratom uh, when I want to party or just enjoy myself. And party for me might mean watching a movie with my kids and laying on a, on a, on a higher dose mat or a bio mat. That's awesome too, right? Meditating on a biomat on Kratom is <laughs> like, I have had few experience like that. Um, so listen, Super Speciosa is their most popular strain. It is the, it has the highest, uh, highest Mitrogena content, which is the active ingredient that causes euphoria. There are other strains that are incredibly good, which I'll dive deeper into like Red Bali, um, which is really good for feeling it in the body, but not in the head. So if I'm working out, amazing pre-workout. And it's not a numbing agent. So it's not like, hey, I'll slam ibuprofen and grind through this injury. That's not it at all. Just imagine extending your runner's high when you go for a run. I mean, that's what that does. Um, it, it potentiates. You get a pump. You feel good. You think you're Arnold on stage. I do that a lot. And uh, well, I used to do that a lot. I'd like to say that. Um, but still, working out feels good. It is euphoric. And you can add to that. You can magnify that and hold on to it longer and I love using the reds for, for the red kratom for that. Um, frequently, I'll mix this stuff with Organifi or Biome or different products that make it taste better. It is a bit bitter. Bitter is good for you. It is absolutely good for you. Bitter helps control sweet. So if you've got a sweet tooth and you eat bitters, that actually knocks away the sweet tooth. And this is incredibly bitter, um, as most teas are. But most importantly, this is something you're going to love. And you don't have to have the powdered version. It comes in capsules. Uh, which are super easy to dose and not get in trouble with. Um, check it all out. GetSuperLeaf.com slash KKP, promo code KKP. That's GetSuperLeaf.com slash KKP. And that'll be, of course, in the show notes. That's going to get you, um, I believe, 20% off. And they have 100% satisfaction or your money back guaranteed. Um, yeah, 20% off your entire order. GetSuperLeaf.com slash KKP. And of course, I'm going to mention these guys again when I dive deeper into Kratom, which is a very common question I have. What are the best practices? Is it addictive? What does it do? All this stuff. So we'll check out that on the podcast here. My homies, Organifi.com slash KKP. We had Drew Cannoli on the podcast. Uh, I went on his and uh, Drew is is he's a living legend. I mean, he's one of my favorite people on earth. He is just a, a great dude. He really wanted to start off helping people with their fitness, understanding that when you unlock the key to your health, you unlock all of it. The potential to, to gravitate and open yourself to higher levels of consciousness and awareness is there because your temple is set. We talk about, we'll talk about that in Full Temple Reset. Drew was all about that. And he started uh, helping people in health and wellness long before he created Organifi. He got tired of chopping, shopping, you know, <laughs> blending and juicing all of these ingredients to, to make really good organic juices. And 
much like myself, fell out of love with it because the carbohydrate content was so high. So he really wanted to create something that was tasty, lower carbohydrate, but still offered these incredible micronutrients that you really don't get elsewhere and make it really convenient for people to get, um, you know, just superfoods in their greens. Like 600 milligrams of ashwagandha is a whopper of an adaptogenic herb, an Ayurvedic herb that can balance you. It can balance cortisol levels. It helps you just feel better. It's a stress balancing, um, it can balance stress hormones. And I think it's just a fantastic supplement in and of its own right. And it's in the Organifi green juice. Um, they've got Moringa. They've got a whole ton of things that I just don't eat on a regular basis. So even when I'm having, you know, asparagus and broccolini and other things with my steak and whatever else that I'm eating, um, I'm not getting those superfoods. I don't get it unless I have my Organifi green juice. The kids absolutely love it. Uh, it mixes well with other products, as I just mentioned. So if there's another product that doesn't taste as well, Organifi green juice tastes so good, it will overpower uh, something that's rather bitter. So just factor that in the equation. Um, there's only three grams of sugar in this. I mean, that's one of, the, one of the most beautiful things. You start juicing on your own, unless it's pure celery juice, you're going to run into really high sugar quickly. And because it's out of the fiber, it's going to make a yo-yo. And we don't want to do that. That's another thing I'll dive into here is uh, carbohydrate management because of the fact that that simply, <laughs> that, that can be a problem for most people. Carbohydrate management. There we go. Talk about that on the podcast. So listen, uh, I mentioned the greens. Their red is awesome. The red is so good. If you have a sweet tooth, it tastes really, really good. They've got raspberry and other things in there, but again, still low carb. Uh, they have some mushrooms in there like cordyceps sinensis, which has been shown to increase mitochondrial function. That means you're going to work out better. That also means more mental energy, more brain energy, more cognitive function because of the fact that you have more mitochondria in your brain and your heart than anywhere else and your brain requires energy, period. That's why doing a podcast or reading a book can make you tired because you're using energy in the brain, even if you're sitting on your ass like I am right now. So Organifi Red is awesome as a pre-workout. It's awesome in the bedroom too. I heard Drew Canoli talk about this on Paul Chick's podcast. That's why I was like, all right, I could mention it, I guess. Um, it's a fantastic pre-sex for both parties. It increases blood flow. Uh, it helps with endurance. It is just an awesome, awesome drink to have. And I love taking that pre-workout. It, it has been a fantastic addition. And, you know, my favorite all time is the Organifi Gold because the Organifi Gold is my nightcap. It's got a whopper of lemon balm extract in it, which helps you fall asleep and unwind after any type of stressful day. Uh, I like mixing it with full fat heavy cream, but check it all out at Organifi.com slash KKP. And you guys are going to get 20% off everything there. These guys are just fantastic. One more time, Organifi.com slash KKP. Link is in the show notes. And then very last one, I haven't mentioned these guys in a while, but it is worth mentioning because a lot of people like to drink. And when you drink, it's like, what's the best alcohol? Well, if you haven't given up alcohol, and not that everyone needs to, I still drink on occasion. The only thing that I drink is dry farm wines. Dry farm wines is the best. It's organic. It's biodynamic wine. It has lower alcohol, less than 12.5% by volume, lower sulfites, less than 75 parts per million. It's friendly to keto and paleo diets. This is huge. If you're trying to lose weight, you can be keto all day long, but if you're slamming alcohol, that's a problem, right? It's vegan, sugar-free, and free of toxic additives. This is another big issue for people is you go out, you know, you, you diet well, you start to work out well, you get your movement habits down. And even if you're not staying out late on the scene as a single person, um, you can drink the wrong stuff and totally derail your gains. Fat loss. I'm talking fat loss. I'm talking Dr. Quiet, your sleep habits, all these things. 
can happen from the wrong type of alcohol. And that's why I appreciate Dry Farm Wines so much because they make the highest quality wine. They source it from all over. They're based in Napa. They have wines from Italy, Spain, um, all over the world, South Africa. I mean, you think about, they, they've sourced the smallest biodynamic and organic farms from the best winemakers, family heirloom winemakers, and bring that back to you. And the wine is incredibly tasty. Um, I'm a red guy myself, but they have a wide variety. They've got rosé, they've got champagne, they've got white wines, they've got all of it. And uh, they just started a really cool bundle right around um, Valentine's Day, actually. And I know they still have it. And it's more of the fully embodied red. So for people that are used to maybe a spicy Cabernet or something like that, they have these really rich and robust red wines now that you can get as a package. So they've got subscriptions. You can buy a box at a time if you want, but subscription is the way to go. Um, as I said, you know, we, we frequently don't drink as much as we get, but wine is an excellent thing in the apocalypse pantry. Just saying like, if the grid goes down, that's a hell of a thing to have. And I don't believe the grid's going down. Um, and maybe I'll drive about that too, but anyways, check it all out. Dry farm wines slash or dryfarmwines.com slash Kyle. That's dryfarmwines, plural.com slash Kyle and, uh, enter a subscription. They'll give you an extra bottle for a penny. So can't do it for free because it's alcohol, but you'll get an extra bottle of uh, your favorite wine for a penny. And anything you like, you can, you'll be in communication with them. You say, like, hey, I've really loved that wine from Italy, um, the Pinot Noir. Whatever the thing is that you absolutely love, you can tell them that, and they'll continue to send you that bottle with a mix of other things, and they'll start to learn what it is that you like best. All right, that's it. Let's take a deep dive into these questions, and then we'll take a deep dive into the books that have changed my life this year. All right, y'all. All three of these are from Melissa Lizette Jimenez, who's in the Fit for Service Corps right now. I didn't get a chance. She had to jump off the integration call early, and she's got a few questions uh, about different things. First one is talking about nootropics and then tobacco and kratom. And Listen, you know, we've got uh, two fantastic sponsors that make nootropics. One is Qualia. Qualia was the kitchen sink back in the day. I remember going to Paleo FX and like the, the, all the rage. And I'm, I'm not just saying that because they sponsored me, but like literally everyone there was like, have you tried Qualia? And it, and it was the kitchen sink. Since then, they have refined it. I had um, James Schmachtenberger on this podcast. If you really want to know about nootropics, check that podcast out. He is awesome and well beyond, you know, his brother, Daniel has been on Aubrey's podcast. They're fantastic, incredibly deep thinkers. And, um, you know, Neurohacker Collective, which they started, is a brilliant group of people. Jamie Wheel belongs to that. Dr. Dan Stickler, um, just some of the people that I, I really do cherish every word that they say and how they think and how they view a lot of the issues with the world. They're just, they're incredible. So shout out to James, shout out to Qualia. Um, Qualia Mind is an absolute excellent nootropic. And it's very balanced. It actually feeds the brain. You know, it's not something that's just uh, let's crank you up and um, and uh, not actually feed what the brain needs. They actually there are supplements in there that actually give the brain what it's want what it wants rather, and um, allows the brain to function better. And then of course they tinker and they add some different things that can help you increase acetylcholine. And that's really what nootropics are trying to do. In addition to other things, but most nootropics are trying to increase acetylcholine, which is the neurotransmitter responsible for memory, you know, 
there's a lot that goes into learning something, and that's more Andrew Huberman's wheelhouse, so I don't want to deep dive that. He deep dives that on Rogan, and he's been on my podcast a couple of times deep diving it, but um, a single calling is super important, super important for learning. It's also super important for recall, and it's a super important one for creativity. A lot of people smoke cigarettes while they're writing a book or while they're on stage, and cigarettes are dog shit. You know, <laughs> I've said that many times. Um, Nicotine fits in the exact same receptors as acetylcholine. And nicotine is a tremendous, tremendous nootropic. It also stacks well with other nootropics. It stacks well with quality of mind. It stacks well with Purpose Plus, which I'll dive into in a second. Um, but these these are super good. And uh, anyways, nicotine, lucy.co, KKP, get you 20% off. That's lucy.co. Um, they are a nicotine sponsor or a yeah, nicotine gum sponsor. They make lozenges. Uh, that's probably your best entry point. I like organic snus. I like organic tobacco from a volcano. All those are other good ways to consume tobacco. Tobacco is addictive. There's no no doubt about it. Nicotine is addictive, you know, um, and, and that's something that you will develop a relationship with. Am I having too much? Am I not? Uh, all those things are factors and questions that you'll run across. But, you know, adding that plant to my life has made a huge difference, especially considering how um, much damage my brain took in the UFC. You know, and I first got switched on to using tobacco as a medicinal teacher plant in ayahuasca ceremonies. And it was like, whoa, it completely upended my view around tobacco. And, and really it didn't upend my view around American tobacco. You know, big tobacco is still dog shit. Big tobacco causes cancer and a whole host of other issues. There's 400 plus chemicals in every cigarette. Chemicals that make it burn slower, uh, chemicals that make it do all sorts of shit that stay lit, you know, instead of going out. When you, if you smoke pipe tobacco, you got to relight that thing. Um, if it's good and organic, it doesn't have that stuff in it. Cigarettes stay lit because of chemicals. That's not how that plant works. So, anywho, um, nicotine is a fantastic nootropic and uh, in all of its forms, but you want to choose something clean. Lucy is a great place to start for that. And uh, we got to talk here on Kratom. You know, actually, first, another nootropic, my favorite energy drink slash nootropic has a small dose of caffeine and a small dose of time-released caffeine. It's called Purpose Plus. Many of you have heard me mention this before. It is is available through Sovereignty.co, and the uh, code word KKP at checkout gets you 25% off right now, 25% off. So if you do want caffeine with it, it's amazing. And it also has adaptogenic herbs and a whole host of other things, cannabinoids. Um, it's a fantastic product that also increases HRV. Most things, most of the time when you're, when you're ramping up, especially through caffeine and other sources, HRV will decline. That is a normal function of the body. So the fact that you can ramp up your cognitive function, your energy levels, and still at the same time increase HRV, that, that makes it, you know, really, it sets it apart and puts it in a league of its own. So love those guys, Purpose Plus, been using that for a very long time. Uh, Jason Crawford is an excellent dude who created it. He's been in my house. Um, that's where he, you know, hooked me up to this very expensive machine. We were able to start looking at this stuff together. And we were just, I was blown away. I mean, they're, they're, they're just tremendous, tremendous products. So check those out. All right, we've, we've covered two of my favorite nootropics favorites as well as nicotine, which is, is definitely in the top three. And now we're going to talk Kratom. We had a lot of questions around Kratom at, during the event and after for uh, my immersive full temple reset, which we're running back May 18th through the 22nd. And, um, and of course, you know, our core event and fit for service, quite a few people have been asking about that because look, it's illegal. You can get it right now. It's kind of in a gray area. People are like, nah, but you know, FDA said this or that. Listen, 
will the power structures come down on the plant medicine? Possibly. Um, people have been putting up the good fight thus far, and it's available now, right? So uh, I have probably five kilos of it in, in the additional pantry, uh, just in case. But look, it's, it's a phenomenal product when you use it correctly. And, you know, incorrectly would be to run with extracts, in my opinion, extracts, potentiate it. And that, in, in, from what I've understood, causes more issues coming off. So people ask a lot about that. Are there side effects? Uh, I had a friend who threw up violently from having too much Kratom, and that's no fun. You don't want to be nauseated from it. But you start with a standard dose. If you feel a little nauseous, just go down, go down. If it's, if it's a four-capsule dose, go down to two, cut it in half. Um, if you're taking a teaspoon, go to half a teaspoon, go to quarter teaspoon, whatever that is, you're starting a relationship with a plant. Same thing for tobacco. How much is too much? That's going to be individually based, based on your own neurochemistry, based on your microbiome, based on all sorts of factors, your genetics that I have no idea about. <laughs> and you don't have any idea about truly until you build a relationship with that plant and start to figure it out for yourself. I, you know, so when I, when I mention these things like um, the reds versus super speciosa strain versus the whites or any of these other things, the greens, the mangdas versus the Bali's, the ties, those kind of things. Every strain of Kratom does act differently. And, but your neuro, how, much, how it responds in you is going to be based on your neurochemistry, your genetics, and your microbiome. For me, the reds are very much a body sense. They're very much something that, you know, like I talked about, it's a pre-workout. It's something that I love to do when I'm moving, if I'm stand-up paddleboarding, if I'm getting outside and just, you know, being, I want to be in my body on reds. Yoga is incredible on the reds. Um, the super speciosa strain is, is strong. Like it is one that causes a, a deep euphoria in the mind and the body. And it's an excellent, you know, it, people, you know, like, what am I going to do at the wedding? What am I going to do at this party if I'm not drinking? Try Kratom. Kratom is a hell of a substitute for alcohol because you don't, it's not going to hurt you and you're going to feel fine the next day. You're going to sleep like a baby and wake up great. Some people can take this stuff in the evenings. Um, there's, there's some strains that will keep you wide awake. Maybe your neurochemistry is different and all strains keep you wide awake, right? So again, it's not one size fits all at all for any of this. You have to develop a relationship with it and try different things. Try them pre-workout, see how it feels. Try them by themselves, see how it feels. You know, experiment on the weekend. Don't experiment while you're heading into work. <laughs> I had that happen once at Onnit where I had had, uh, not Kratom, but just a different, different thing where I had taken a little bit too much and I had to lay on Aubrey's couch while he was having board meetings. I mean, there's one couch in the office. He said, go for it, bud. And I was pale as a ghost, sweating profusely. I didn't know if I was going to hurl or not. And so <laughs> don't experiment at work. And thankfully when I was at Onnit, that was my job to experiment. You know, it was office guinea pig, but um, experiment when you can. And start to develop a relationship. See what works best for the workout. See what works best for running. See what works best for meditation. See what works best in the evenings to help you unwind and still allow you to sleep at night. Anything that interferes with your sleep is not valuable. Remember, the rule of thumb on any drug or any plant medicine is, does this leave me more whole than when I started? If there is a negative consequence, you're paying on credit. You have to pay it back later. That does not leave you more whole than when you started. Um, that's, that's the truth of it. Now, all alcohol with the exception of dry farm wine does not leave you more whole than when you started. I can have dry farm wine, sleep great, not affect my sleep scores. If you're mapping that and wake up feeling great. And there's still an upper limit to that, right? You can drink enough dry farm till you throw up, right? So, um, 
really understanding that relationship. What is your intention right now? Is it to get shit-faced? We got to work on that, right? That takes a little deeper dive into this, into why that might be. Are you avoiding something? Am I numbing? Um, is there something I don't want to look at? Is stress building and there's things that I really don't want to look at right now? Uh, when you're honest, that's where you get a deeper dive. Paul talks about that. Stop bullshitting yourself is one of the first keys to fat loss. Don't stop bullshitting yourself is one of the key, first keys to transformation. If you are um, really wondering, like, how can I lose this fat? I'm eating X, Y, and Z. Like, really take a look at that. Stop kidding yourself. I know I've, I've put on a little bit of weight while I'm farming because I'm working out like three days a month right now. I think I got three workouts in in March. And I crush it, you know, when I'm working out, I'm active every day, but I'm also eating a boatload of carbohydrates. I'm eating things that make me gain weight. And that's just my personal genetics and my personal story. But when I get serious about that, then I can, I, it's easy to see, it's easy to uncover. And then I can make a conscious decision to have more of something that may put a little weight on or less of it, right? I can choose selectively when I'm going to say, cool, I'm going to have it anyways. With that, you really want to have that, that filter, you know, the, the consciousness, the conscience there, the Jiminy Cricket to say like, ah, that's probably too much, you know? And you, you learn through that when you, be, when you really start to navigate, wh- what is my intuition saying? What do I feel into here? Um, and the rational mind can work for that too. Like, no, nah, I'm going to limit it to, you know, two doses today, or I'm going to limit it to two glasses of dry farm, whatever that thing is, that's, your, that's part and parcel for your relationship with that plant. Uh, and that said, it is one of my favorite plants. So Kratom is awesome. Now we got another question on jerky and, you know, healthy fast food items. Some of my favorites are sea salt macadamia nuts because they're low carb. Uh, I do love pistachios. There's that, that no shell pistachio company makes a spicy chili one. It is lights out good. There is, and it's, it's, you know, a little bit more carbohydrates than, than, um, then you'd want if you were doing full-on ketosis, nutritional ketosis. But for the most part, it's it's got a good amount of fat and fiber and a good amount of protein and not too many carbohydrates. They're not adding sugar to it, right? And it's a whole food. Um, that pistachio company also has salt and vinegar. That is a game changer. If you, absolutely, if you like that flavor, that is a really good one. What else? Canned sardines were a big one when Don D'Agostino first got on uh, in 2014 on Tim Ferriss' podcast. So a lot of people don't like sardines. Uh, Wild Planet makes the best. A lot of Costco's sell them for cheaper. They're a fantastic, low-mercury, lime-caught sardine, not net-caught, and uh, high in omega-3 selenium, you name it. It's a superfood. It's an absolute superfood from the sea. And that's an incredible snack that I take with me sometimes. I'll, if I eat it on an airplane, I'll go to the restroom and actually eat it in the restroom to not stink the whole plane up like a sardine can. Um, that's just me not wanting to <laughs> either avoiding embarrassment or not wanting to, to be an asshole. But um, you don't have to eat it in the bathroom. And maybe that's just grosser. Now that I think about it, it's probably grosser than... <laughs> Did you just eat sardines in the restroom? Um, yeah, so... I don't know. Maybe that's not something to admit, but we'll leave it on the podcast. Um, jerky. You know, not all jerkies are created equal. A lot of them are factory farms. A lot of them are loaded with nitrates and shit that are in nasty wines as a preservative. Um, I rarely buy jerky from the store. And, you know, even if it doesn't have nitrates, there's some products that are softer and don't have nitrates or any of the nasty additives, but they put a lot of sugar in them. I don't want that either. Paleo Valley's beef sticks are wet. They have, you know, there's a moisture to them. They have probiotics because they're fermented. And they're also a sponsor. KKP at checkout, not on this podcast, but KKP at checkout will give you 
I think uh, 15 or 20% off everything in their store. They're an excellent company, but that that's the beef stick. I have that in, you know, I have probably a year's supply in my pantry of that stuff. I use it frequently. I use it on the farm. I use it when I travel, road trips, anywhere I need to have a quick and easy ketogenic, high protein, high quality fat, grass-fed, grass-finished, it's Paleo Valley beef sticks. So between that and the varied nuts and... Um, you know, occasionally I'll eat an apple, something like that. But these are your best snack foods, you know, whole foods, real food. Um, if, it is, if it is dried, you do want it to be fermented. You do want it to have some moisture to it because if it's really dehydrated and it's hard to chew on, your body is going to use a lot of saliva, but it's also going to do the same thing when it gets to your stomach. It's going to pull uh, fluid from the stomach. It's going to pull fluid from the intestines and it's going to dehydrate you because it's a dehydrated food. All right. What else? Oh, last but not least here, this is where we dive a little bit more into the health and wellness. All this stuff you could say is health and wellness. Cholesterol. Uh, food versus genetics causing high cholesterol. Do you think, do you do anything differently in your diet or monitor cholesterol? I know the U.S. is particularly low cutoff. Gotta love the pharmaceutical companies. So <laughs> I'll give you guys a couple of books on this. Um, I think one of my first forays into cholesterol as not being the bad guy was Grain Brain by Dr. David Perlmutter. Uh, been a speaker at Paleo FX, and um, he's written a follow up to that, but on the gut brain connection. But you know, really, cholesterol is not the bad guy, plain and simple. There's another one called Cholesterol Clarity by Jimmy Moore, featuring 27 medical doctors and a boatload of science to verify what I'm saying. But cholesterol is not the bad guy, and actually, eating dietary cholesterol from good sourced egg yolk, grass fed, grass finished red meat, things like that can help lower cholesterol. Your body needs it and will produce it on its own. When you don't feed it enough cholesterol, it may get haywire. It may produce too much. Uh, other health issues may be going on if you have high cholesterol or imbalanced cholesterol. And all that said, I think <laughs> cholesterol really isn't the enemy. And I'm going to back this up with a N equals one from my homie, Dr. Paul Saladino. Dr. Paul Saladino, the carnivore doc, was eating, you know, a 100% animal flesh-based diet, a lot of which, which was organ meat and things of that nature, um, found that his LDL levels were through the roof, like I think 500 at one point, which is like, hey, you're going to die soon level for like anyone, any general practitioner would be like, dude, you're a goner. And um, thanks to the latest technology, he was able to get a full body MRI where they MRI'd his heart. And the main arteries and veins around it. And he had no arterial plaque. None. He looked like a fucking baby. I mean, he had a, an adult-sized heart that looked like a baby's. Why is that? Well, as it turns out, we likely are not creating arterial plaque from cholesterol. It's more likely, going back to Dr. David Perlmutter's work, Advanced glycation end products, AGEs. How does an AGE form and what does it do in the body? Well, advanced AGEs or advanced glycation end products form from having chronically high blood sugar that mixes with cholesterol and creates AGE, that mixes with other things and creates AGEs. And these are ultra problematic for the body. Not only do they create plaque in the body, the things that leads to heart attack and stroke, which are way up there on the mortality list, especially in America, um, but they're highly inflammatory. And so inflammation, you could say, and many people have proposed this, Travis Christofferson and others, that inflammation is at the root of all disease. 
Uh, I'm not sure how how accurate that is, but as far as everything else these guys are talking about, it's it's it becomes less and less of a wow. Inflammation is at the root of all disease, and you could say you know when you look at Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia, they're calling all of these now type three diabetes. How can that be avoided by managing blood sugar? That's why it's going to be a big topic of conversation here. Um, how do we manage blood sugar effectively? Well, to really know, to not to not guess, but to check, CGMs are the thing that does that. NutriSense is a company that I had on a while back. NutriSense.io is their website. I had Dan and Kara on from them. They talked about that. They talked about how the, the mortality rate um, from COVID could be dramatically altered if you had what? Metabolic flexibility, meaning if your body could burn fat for fuel as well as carbohydrates. And you could figure that out through carbohydrate management with one of their CGMs. Um, if you check out their website and then KKP at checkout, you'll get a discount. But there's other companies that do it too, levels, different companies like that. All of them work to give you a better understanding of what food is doing what in your body. And I could have, I've, I've used this example before, but I could have five brothers and sisters. You know, I could be the 11th kid, five brothers, five sisters, same exact parents. And every one of them will, pro- will all process carbohydrates differently and will all process the same carbohydrates differently. Meaning. Uh, not every one of us will process strawberries the exact same way. For some of us, it may be a higher blood sugar count from that same amount, right? We have 50 grams each. It's going to look different in everyone's bodies. Not only based on genetics and microbiome, but based on what we've done that day, right? So how do I actually figure that out? And um, really, the CGM is one of the cornerstone pieces in understanding that because you can actually start to map like, hey, man, I love white rice. This is a personal story. I love white rice. Is, is white rice cool for me? Yeah, actually, any amount of white rice makes me look pre-diabetic, meaning postprandial blood glucose shoots through the roof. Um, does that rule it out permanently? No, it's good post-workout to utilize that for insulin, and, and that's anabolic uh, muscle building. But for the most part, I should avoid that. And that's true, right? For the most part, I don't need to eat white rice. Uh, are there other starches I can eat? Yeah, I can have a sweet potato. I say a sweet potato because if I do two or three, Sometimes I want two or three. That spikes blood sugar really high. And I found all this out through a CGM. Um, when I did my genetic test and I outsourced it to Rhonda, Rhonda Patrick's foundmyfitness.com, that showed that there's no link there. Sorry, it's not, it's not much at all. If you've done your 23andMe or any of that stuff, you just take your raw data and upload it there, I think for 10 bucks. She can tell you, like, if you have a predisposition for Alzheimer's, if you have a predisposition for diabetes, predisposition for obesity. Oh, I got all three of those. I check off all three boxes. What that doesn't do is tell me which carbohydrates to avoid, right? And that's why NutriSense is such a fantastic product for that and understanding it. Then when you know, you know, right? If I, if I know this is going to cause blood sugar imbalance, I had better have done something, some heavy lifting that day, right? Not cardio, heavy lifting. Heavy lifting to recover, you want testosterone, you want insulin, you want different things that are going to drive nutrients into the muscle cells to repair, to increase glycogen and restore it. You want these things. And that's why bodybuilders have known this for years. And a lot of them at the highest level actually take insulin for that reason. Uh, You don't need to do that. You can simply, you know, have the one thing that's going to spike blood sugar. You can have that post-workout. That's how you can have your cake and eat it too. And I'm not saying actual cake, but a good quality whole food that's not going to cause um, inflammation and other problems per se. You know, white rice has less lectins than everything else. Uh, If you're unfamiliar with lectins and oxalates, check out Stephen Gundry's work 
in the plant paradox. Uh, you'll learn a lot there, but point being, you know, NutriSense can really help you fine tune and answer questions that even a genetic test can't. Then from there, what are the ways that you enter metabolic flexibility? Most of us grew up on carbohydrates. Like for 30 plus years, I had carbohydrates with every meal and I never missed a meal. Most people in the way, I apologize to people if you're in other countries that don't have that level of, of food abundance. Um, but that's the way it is for most of us in the West. And if that's the case, if you haven't done a fast, if you haven't done a ketogenic diet, you're quite likely carb dependent. And most likely that's causing the roller coaster ride that you go on where you need to snack in between meals and you're always hungry and you get really tired in the afternoon. All that shit, the five-hour energy commercial, that's carbohydrate problems. That's blood sugar problems. That's not you need more caffeine and fucking B vitamins. That has nothing to do with that. It has to do with you, you getting tired in the early afternoon means you either need to get Dr. Quiet in, meditation, power nap, binaural beats, something to that effect. And, or you need to balance blood sugar better. And the way you can start to increase metabolic flexibility is by occasionally fasting. The book, uh, The Complete Guide to Fasting by Dr. Jason Fung and Jimmy Moore is excellent. It talks about every different way you can fast from intermittent fasting, 12-12, 16 hours fasting, eight hours uh, eating to the warrior diet where you eat one meal a day. So it's like a 23-hour fast. What they found, and then, of course, the gold standard, four days, no food, uh, just water from Stanford. That's the gold fast or the the gold standard, rather, Um, as far as science shows. All of the fasting works. That's one of the beautiful takeaways from this book is that every form of fasting has a benefit. True fasting where you go without food for a period of time. You know, a juice fast is not a fucking fast. Sorry, it's not. And I don't need to get angry about that. But a lot of people are like, yeah, I did three weeks of juice. Like, I've done that before. That's not fasting. It's not. Unless you're having one juice a day and the entire rest of the day was just water, it's not fasting. Um, it's a form. It's, it's kind of a pseudo form. Like veganism is a form of fasting. Carnivore diets a form of fasting. You could say that. Ketogenic diets is a form of fasting. You're fasting from carbohydrates. But when we're, when we're talking actual fasting, I'm meaning going without food. So just water or a dry fast where you don't have water. Um, I don't recommend people start there and I don't recommend people do that unsupervised. You know, even a traditional vision quest, uh, Native American vision quest, no food, no water for four days is guided by an experienced elder. Now, you don't just wander off in the woods and do that shit by yourself. Um, and there's been a lot of people talking a little bit more about dry fasting, kind of making way uh, a comeback for health benefits. I don't have experience with that yet. I am super down to, you know, get blood work pre and post before I do a vision quest, which I will do just for the transformative altered state of consciousness and see how that impacts health. But we know no food with water and electrolytes for four days uh, has a profound impact on the body. Dr. Walter Longo came around. He was a scientist and medical doctor from Italy. And he said, how can I bridge people who have never gone without food to a fast and still get most of the benefit while still allowing them to have a little bit of food each day? And he, you know, he started with 1,000 calories a day. He's refined it now to 500 calories a day for five days. Um, he sells you know, a lot of filling stuff online. You can buy a box of his stuff. I don't think it's organic. I'm really not a fan of it. It's like tomato soup and uh, you know, saltine crackers and shit like that. That's a meal. I'm not down with that. Um, I think people do best 
if you're fasting on any length of, of time, being in ketosis. That's what we did. Like we would go without food. Your body naturally responds by burning fat for fuel, creating ketones, which, and if, you, if you're unfamiliar with this or you've, you've got some doctor telling you ketoacidosis, this and that, read the Keto Reset Diet by Mark Sisson. It is my favorite of all the uh, dozens of ketogenic books that I've read. That's my all-time favorite. Uh, again, any book that I've mentioned, we'll link to in the show notes. So don't worry about writing them all down. And then what? <laughs> What's important now will guide you to which book to read first. But um, Longo's work was great because what he found out was you could have a little bit of calories each day and through the caloric restriction, get 80% of the gains right? You could, and what are 80% of the gains when we're talking about metabolic flexibility? Well, you would see that. You will see that in lowered hemoglobin A1C, which is a kind of a snapshot, a broad spectrum, you know, multi-month snapshot of how your body's processing carbohydrates. Have you had elevated blood sugar levels over the past three to six months? Hemoglobin A1C isn't the gold standard, a CGM is, and we talk about that on the podcast with NutriSense. That said, it still is a good snapshot. That number should lower significantly, even from the fasting mimicking diet. Fasting mimicking diet, and there's many other health markers that improve from there, um, including immune function, recovery. Uh, when you fast, I know there's a lot, of, a lot of bros listening right now. When you fast, your body switches on all the anti-catabolic hormones. IGF-1 grows, goes up, growth hormone goes up, testosterone grows up. These prevent muscle loss. Why? Because nature's intelligent. If we went without food, we needed to be able to hunt. We weren't sitting on our ass watching movies all day while we were fasting. We were out foraging and looking for something to eat. And if that's the case, you can't get slower. You can't get weaker. You have to keep some level of strength intact, even without glycogen, enter ketones to give you the energy you need. And from there, you can finish the hunt and actually get to feed the tribe again, right? That, that we have evolved to be here. Rob Wolf talked about that and Wired to Eat. Uh, credit to the ancestors that brought you here. You have the, one of the best bodies, even though it may not look that way right now, you have great genetics if your line has made it this far. And, and I, I do wholeheartedly believe that. If you look at any indigenous tribe, most of them, if they haven't been introduced to a Western uh, sad, you know, standard American diet, they likely have a pretty good, damn good physique. And, and that's because they don't take more than they need and they eat from the land. And they sleep, their circadian rhythm's not altered. All the reasons. Weston A. Price figured that out early on as a dentist uh, circumnavigating the, the globe in the 30s. Um, just a fantastic dude. His work is incredible. Weston A. Price Foundation is incredible. They're still alive and well right now. Much of their work is discussed in How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy by Paul Check. Um, and many of you have heard me talk about that book. If you haven't read it yet, check it out. No pun intended on that. All right. Um, so cholesterol, yeah, there's a lot there, but um, improving metabolic flexibility is going to help more than anything when it comes to overall health and wellness. And that is something we focus on with the Full Temple Reset. We do the fast together at Full Temple Reset. We do the fasting mimicking diet. If you've never done one, there is no prerequisite to do it beforehand. Um, we've got an orientation call before on what to expect. And then afterwards, you get 30 minutes with me on the phone to answer any you know, questions while we're there at the ranch here at the farm that we're working on right now. We're going to get that one meal per day uh, via shake. It's about a thousand calories. It's different for women than it is for men because we want it to leave you more whole than when you started. If you cut carbohydrates too fast as a female, that can throw off your monthly cycle. And as Czech states, libido is not just sex drive. It is your life force energy. It's your chi to use China, Chinese medicine term. 
And when your libido increases, that that increases creative output in everything you do. It doesn't just mean you got walking around with boners all day long. That's a good side effect, but it increases your creativity. It increases your, your zest for life, the thing that enlivens you, right? And we want to increase that over time. We don't want to lower it. So if you join me for this fast, women get more berries than men. That's by design. Women can still enter ketosis with more carbohydrates than men. But for men, the first rule of thumb is if I don't wake up with a boner each day, that's an issue. Unless I'm 90 years old, that's an issue. That means something is off. I'm not following the four doctors in one way, shape, or form. Last four doctors you'll ever need, ebook by Paul Check. Recommend that as well. Linked in the show notes. Um, Dr. Quiet, your sleeping, your meditation. If that's off, you're not going to wake up with boners. Uh, if you're, if you're eating the wrong food, Dr. Diet, not going to wake up with boners. If you are not moving enough or if you're moving too much. And I used to notice this in fighting all the time, fight camps. I wasn't horny at all. Sometimes I was so overtrained that that was the last thing on my mind, you know, and I didn't, I couldn't, you know, it wasn't there to begin with. It's just like, no, I'm not waking up with boners. That's a lowered libido. That's a problem for women. How that looks is not just in your sexual, uh, you know, desire. It's also in your monthly cycle. If your monthly cycle is thrown off, that's an issue. And that's one of the first signs something's wrong. So with the female body, you know, you want to make sure that you're, if you're going to ketosis or if you're doing fasting, that it's not too long. The more intense it is, the shorter the duration. I've said this about working out as well. If the volume is high, intensity has to be lower. If the intensity is high, the volume has to be lower. And as it turns out, this, this fast in particular does not mess, mess females up. It doesn't mess up the monthly cycle when done correctly. So we have a shake once per day. Um, we, we supplement during the day with different micronutrients in our water. So we're drinking it. We're making sure we're staying hydrated. We sauna in the winter. We ice bath, um, in May, it's just going to be like a cool dip in the, in the pond. And then we'll come back and that's just going to allow you to, to stay in longer in the sauna for the detox. But we're in the sauna every single day. We're doing mobility every single day. Eric Godzi, my right-hand man is right beside me. And he's teaching people, um, journaling practices first thing in the morning, which help you manifest. They help you create and live the dream, whatever, whatever that is, whatever your vision of your life wants to be. He helps you with habit change. He helps you with getting very clear on what the mission is and how to achieve that through the journaling practices. He also breaks down dream interpretation as a union, uh, union psychologist. He breaks that down. And why does that union symbology work so well with dream interpretation? Jung was a master. There's no doubt. If you listen to Living 40 with Paul, he references Jung all the time. And many of the greats, like Paul Levy, who wrote Spelling with Tico, was on the podcast, mentions Jung's work throughout his books. Uh, Gazi's great at that. And he breaks it down. And he also takes that and tells you how that applies to the symbology of psychedelic or altered states of consciousness. This is fantastic. He hasn't done it anywhere else. He did it with us at Full Temple Reset, the first one earlier this year. And he's doing it again. He's running it back the exact same way. We learned a lot in the first go around. Um, it's fantastic. And so that's coming up May 18th through the 22nd. If you want to fast with people, it's much easier than doing it at home with, you know, kids crying and not wanting to finish their food and you've cooked them a damn meal and now you've got to taste it, but still spit it back out. Trust me, fasting at home is no fun. Um, even if you don't have kids, it's no fun. Much easier with a group of people all going through it together and you get to learn so much more. Fitforservice.com, you can sign up there. 
Uh, we also have an event coming up right around the corner here in April for Fit for Service called Enema. And it is absolutely incredible. It is, um, it's going to be like a mini festival. So like a think Burning Man for on a, on a, to a lesser degree where you get to learn stuff and you get to deep dive into a lot of the practices that we're really all about. Um, you'll get to check that out at Anima. I'm going to pull up Ob's page here. So we're going to have some really cool things on that docket. And um, it's just two days. It's not a giant, it's not a giant thing that you got to worry about, you know, how long is it going to take to, to, to do this or that? I mean, truly what we're going to do is, is you think of a, a, a quick, you know, one, two, three greatest hits of ecstatic dance and different things. Liquid Bloom's coming out to play a concert after we've done breath work, meditation practices. Um, I'm listed as a meditation master. <laughs> I don't know that I'd list myself as a meditation master, but I'm going to break down a number of different meditation styles from Tai Chi to Qigong to uh, some of the Ziva meditation that I've really fallen in love with. And of course, refer people off to that and you'll get a discount code for it there as well if you join us. But you're going to learn so much. You're going to get to play. You're going to get into your body. You're going to meet fucking rad, rad people. And it's an excellent way to celebrate what it is to be human. That's Anima. That is mid-April. Check it out, fitforservice.com. And I really hope to see you there. If you, if you do show up there from this podcast, please let me know. Hey, man, I listened to the podcast. That's what made me come. Um, even if I'm talk, chatting with other people, interrupt to tell me that. I want to hear it, that you made it out here to Lockhart. And I will show you the farm. I'll show you everything we've been working on. Likely, I will still be working on it mid-April, no doubt. I think I'm going to be going hard. we got to do a road in two weeks and um, irrigation and all sorts of goodies. And then the house starts, start building the house. So quite a bit there still uh, when it comes to the farm. But Anima is going to be a fantastic celebration. And I'm really looking forward to that and seeing y'all there at it. And then, of course, Full Temple Reset the month after. All right, let's dive into books. Uh, I mentioned a bit on desire in the beginning of this podcast. The Erotic and the Holy by Mark Gaffney, uh, I've talked a little bit about before. It's an audible special. It is a reframe of so much that has been lost in our current thinking around um, the erotic and what that is and the divine feminine and you know what are the kernels of truth in each mystical tradition from Buddhism to mystical Christianity to the Kabbalah, the mystical, um, mystical Ju- Ju- Judaism, and then, of course, Sufism the mystical uh, Islam. What are all these great teachers saying? Well, there, there's commonalities in all of them. Paul Cech talks about that in his latest book too. The, the common thread, these look so different until you get to the mystics, the, the greatest teachers of each of these religions. Then at that point, it starts, to become, it starts to become almost synonymous. It's like, holy shit, the transfer ratio, it's like the, the veil is lifted and uh, there's very, they're very thin. You know, The terminology might change, but the 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 basic components of what they're getting to is the same. Mark Gaffney has alchemized that in a way that few on this planet ever have, uh, at least in our history. And he's so eloquent, eloquent in the way that he's able to weave the threads of how to interact with the divine. And it's a rethink. It's a rethink. It's an upgrade from you know base level, uh, eliminate desire, and that's how you reach nirvana. Like shit like that. Okay, cool, on one level, but... Um, no, that's not why we're here. We're here to experience. And the erotic and the holy is a great way to actually understand that. It's a great way to understand and actually change the way you view the world and what's acceptable in your life as far as what are the guiding forces behind you? You know, 
most of the people on the planet and most of the listeners right now all grew up uh, being indoctrinated into what their parents believed. We all were. I was. Y'all were too. And whether that's being agnostic or atheist or Christian or Muslim or any of these things, that came from your parents, that came from society, that came from the place you grew up. So to unpack that and dive into what were the truths from that without throwing the baby out with the bathwater and where are the other truths? Where are the commonalities? I think erotic and the holy is a great, great place to dive deeper into that. Um, The book that I'm really diving into now, I finished erotic and the holy. I'm, I'm almost done with this book. It's called The End to Upside Down Liberty. It's by Mark Gober. And, you know, I got to say, I just sent this to Aubrey and Godzi last night. Like, without question, this is in my top three books in the last three years. It's that good. Uh, You can listen to it on Audible. I'm trying to, I got the squad, Jose and uh, David, my assistant, reaching out to Gober's team right now to try to get him on the podcast. We will get him on the podcast um, later this year. He's written a couple books before this on consciousness and he is just amazing. But what he gets into in this book is so phenomenal on how he connects the dots from the pandemic, plandemic to, uh, and he doesn't use that terminology. I use that terminology, but from the pandemic, how he connects the dots from that to, you know, government as a whole and statism and, and bridges the gap there to scientism, which we've heard a lot getting thrown around, like trust the science, this and that, you know, like, okay. And, and much of what we're getting around to is from what he calls physicalism, right? And that's the belief in science that uh, he has two, he has a graph, you know, there's two pyramids, um, physical structure being at the bottom, consciousness being at the top, that is physicalism, right? The base thing that holds it all is a physical universe, an objective universe. And in that universe, that started with the Big Bang and material, chemical interactions and random events that occurred ended up with the human brain and the human brain ended up producing consciousness. Anyone who's done plant medicine knows that is a fucking fallacy. Absolutely. Anybody who's done super deep meditation knows that it's a fallacy. Uh, When you blur the lines through an altered state of consciousness, what comes up? It's not verification that the scientists are right. It's the exact opposite. It's what the mystics talk about. It's non-dualism. And in non-dualism, we come to understand that we are one. We come to understand that, like they say in the Kabbalion, the universe is mental, that it's a subject of reality. Quantum physics, believe it or not, actually flows right with that. And in the great book by Paul Levy, The Quantum Revelation, he points that out over and over again. He ties the spiritual in with quantum physics, and it's really undeniable. So For the naysayers and the rational minds listening right now, check that book out, which we'll link in the show notes, because it really helps bridge the gap for people who are stuck in mentalism or stuck in rationalism. And of course, an altered state of consciousness will will really solve that. So really what he gets to is that we have in science, physicalism, which is what most main people most mainstream people are. Now I've mentioned many different forms of altered state of consciousness from psychedelics, plant medicines to breath work, holotropic breathing, shamanic breathing, fasting for extended periods of time, like the dry fast, four days, no food, no water done um, in the Native American vision quest. And of course, Sundance uh, with the Lakota people. These are ways you can access altered states of consciousness fairly easily. 
and fairly like reputable results. Like it's guaranteed. Now, you know, of course there's a right way and a wrong way to do anything. Like I said, you don't do the vision quest by yourself. You want the right container. You want to be safe and you want to have all those things. Um, it, it, it's funny how many times that needs to get mentioned, but it's like, you know, in, in the third wave of psychedelics, which we're in, being in right relation with those, with those processes is super important. If it's not done right, you will have a hard time integrating it. And if it's really not done right, you, you can have all sorts of shit happen. You can fracture the psyche. Um, Paul dives deeply into that in his new book. So physicalism versus what he calls non-dualism. Non-dualism is the understanding that all is one. Consciousness is the thing. Consciousness is primary. And from consciousness, physicality emerges. And the brain is not the center of consciousness. The brain is a receiver of consciousness as an antenna. Uh, Graham Hancock has talked about this. Rupert Sheldrake has talked about this. Rupert Sheldrake was blasted on Wikipedia. Like if you just look up Wikipedia to find out about it, people, it is a very physicalist um, website. And, and even the guy who founded it has said it's, it's basically, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's no longer a viable source of information. So they break that down. Of course, Rupert Sheldrake, known for um, his research into what he calls morphic resonance. So researching on that, the, the idea, you know, the hundredth monkey theory, why is it that when you reach a hundred monkeys learning something new, that all monkeys on the planet, no matter where they're at, understand how to do something with the same efficacy and efficiency as, um, as the first hundred monkeys that learned it all, right? Like they all instantly know it. Well, that's because there's a field. And you can experience that field in an altered state of consciousness, a field of awareness that's beyond your normal waking consciousness. Uh, and I may be preaching to the choir, but he, the beautiful thing about this is he breaks this back down into the importance of our spiritual growth and our, our freedom, liberty to experience spiritual, spiritual growth. Remember, a lot of things like the plant medicines are not legal yet. And some drugs in other countries get your hand chopped off or you go to jail or you get caned like that. I'm telling you, like, however bad you think you got it here in the U.S., like you, there's a lot of places where it's far worse. And yet still in the U.S., statism is a form of modern slavery. And those are his words. It's not the same thing as actual slavery. And he's very careful to clarify that. So I will reiterate that. It is not the same as what happened with African-Americans in this country. But if, if liberty is impeded upon from a centralized force, then you can say that that is a form of enslavement. And Mark really gets deep into this topic and he loops in spirituality with politics and government. And he offers new models of thinking about what would be how could we be in right relation with governance? How could we um, work to decentralize governance and, and bring back a certain degree of liberty that most people have not experienced, even in the West? And, you can, and I've been to a lot of countries. Like we, we, we do have many, many things that other countries don't. But even knowing that with what's happened in the last two years and really understanding, like he poses so many ideas that are just amazing and ties it all together in a way that I have not heard done before. So massive shout out, the, the end to upside down Liberty. You can get it the physical copy or on audible by Mark Gober. It will change your life. There's no doubt. All right. Last but not least, I want to talk a bit about 
you know, the question that I had from Emily Fletcher, which was great. It was at the end of the podcast. I, uh, and you know, I, I love, 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 love Emily. She has a very special place in my heart along with guys like Paul check because Emily, Emily changed my life and her Ziva meditation is one of the things that got me through the dark night of the soul. It was one of the things that I clung to when I hadn't slept in three nights and I could meditate during the day that kept me alive. It kept me functioning uh, on, on some shit level to be a dad, to on some shit level to scrape my heels through the ground and actually make it through each day until Chet gave me the closing ceremony to ground it and make, you know, the darkness stop. Um, Ziva meditation got me through that. Ziva meditation now is just one of the most beautiful experiences I can possibly have. Like it, it isn't, uh, I have stated twice now on, the, on my podcast, whether that I put Ziva meditation as important to me as ayahuasca. And y'all know I have a dear love for ayahuasca. Uh, amongst all teacher plants, Aya, I have a special place in my heart. And of course, Ziva meditation, I say, is that good? It is that important. And um, so Emily, I love and adore. And she asked this question, you know, I talked about, I was talking about the book, The Erotic and the Holy, as an excellent follow-up to Bobby Kennedy's book, um, which is a game changer, and that is The Real Anthony Fauci. The Real Anthony Fauci is an expose on not only him, but Bill Gates, the World Economic Forum, the, the, <laughs> the fuckery that, that we've all experienced through the last two years, and a plan to make that happen. And it's detailed by a guy who is a Democrat, a lifelong Democrat from New York. And then I think that's, that's one of the, my favorite pieces of this book is that it's a lifelong Democrat from New York who's stating all this and backing it up. And I mean, really, really backing it up and understanding the amount of salt and shade that was going to get thrown on him for creating this book. But he's no stranger to going against big pharmaceuticals, big ag, and big government. He's been doing it for many years, been doing it as, an, as a true environmentalist, cleaning up water supplies, investigating um, you know, what's going on in the air right now? What, are, what, what, what toxic shit is being leaked into the water and the ground? That's been his job. So he, he has had the brass to go up against a lot of the big dogs and succeed on many levels. So he's the perfect guy to write this book. Absolute perfect guy to write this book. And he has incredible sources and resources. Childrenshealthdefense.org is a fantastic website if you want to subscribe to their emails and really see you know, be kept up to date on things and to be able to verify everything. I mean, this, he's not pulling stuff out of thin air. He has an incredible load of resources. Now, what Emily said was, you know, she's, you know, I talked about reading that book and how the erotic and the holy was an excellent follow-up because that is a dark book. It's a hard one to read. And she said, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like you, you know, I'm not into the conspiracy. Uh, my beliefs differ on vaccines. Uh, I don't think that, you know, I think, you know, it's the last two years of, are significantly different than how you view it. Um, how do you get, how is it that you can be into all that and still have so much light and so much love and so much joy? And the truth is I had to cultivate it, right? I had to cultivate that because the darkness does weigh on you. And if you don't believe me, like you look at David Icke, who I love, David Icke has physical issues. You know, remember, as Paul Check says, any stress left long enough in the body will become dis-ease. It will physically manifest in your body. And if you want a deeper dive on that and verification, how to eat, move, and be healthy is the place to start. But um, 
you know, she asked that question, you know, and I was really taken back. I was like, man, I've never been asked that, you know, and, and I thought about it. And I, and I, you know, the answer I gave was true. It was something I learned from Dr. Michael Hamilton. And it was that, you know, when fear comes in, when negativity comes in, when hate comes in, shift into joy, you know, acknowledge that it's there. Don't stuff it down, but actually shift into joy. And you do that by doing the things that bring you joy. It doesn't mean I eat a donut every time. Donuts don't bring me joy anymore, but I don't just like override it like, oh, I'm not afraid. I'm going to eat a donut. Um, I do things that bring me joy. I play music. I dance. I get outside in nature. Uh, I look at the birds. I listen. Uh, I hit a Ziva meditation. I tickle my kids, you know, like tickling my kids and hearing my little girl giggle or my son laugh uncontrollably and yell, tap, tap, tap. Like that brings me joy instantly. It doesn't matter how mad I am, how scared I am, any of these things. When I step into joy, that washes out the negativity. And it doesn't mean I don't look at those things. It doesn't mean that I put my head in the sand like an ostrich. I do look at those things, but I counter that with joy. I counter that with all the reasons that make life fucking awesome. You know, life is awesome and it's all the things. It's the good, the bad, the ugly, the upside down. It's the in-between. It's fucking every experience possible. That's what's on the table. The game board that Paul Check talks about. The game board as the earth, the plane, the, the realm that we're in is one to protect. And this realm is not evil, but it has all potentials. It has the ability to be evil and the ability to be good and ability to be anything you want. It's a blank slate and you can rabbit hole dark shit. And it's important that you counter that. So I talked about the countering of that. The piece that I want to add on why I haven't said like, yeah, you disagree because of X, Y, and Z is number one, I don't feel the need to correct anybody. But really number two, the main point is I know Emily doesn't agree with me because she hasn't read that book. I know she doesn't agree with me because she hasn't seen Plandemic Indoctrination by Mickey Willis, who's been on the podcast. And anybody, whether it's a parent, a friend, a colleague, if they think I'm wacky, cool, I don't need to be right, right? And on a consciousness level, if, if I want somebody else to treat me that way. I need them to believe the same thing. I don't need to be right. If they don't need to be right, there's no mandates. <laughs> there's none of that, none of the issues that we've come up against, right? If, if they look at it that way, where they say, Hey, I'm going to take this shot, but I don't need to be right. I don't need to convince you that if you don't need to convince me to do it, then you also don't need me to force me to do it. Right? So I have to offer that. On a level of consciousness, the as above, so below, as within, so without, all of that, if that's a cornerstone, and it is, it's one of the seven hermetic laws, one of the seven laws of the universe, and I firmly understand that. It is a gnosis. It's not a belief. It's a knowing that that law is true. In order for me to enact that on the microcosm of the macrocosm, I must gift other people that. I don't need to be right. I don't need to convince you, and I don't need you to do it my way. I allow you to live in any way that you wish to live in. In turn, prayer is that you allow me to do the same. So that last piece there, I hope answers questions for a lot of people who've been scratching their heads going, why didn't he talk to her about it? Or why didn't he convince her? Or whatever. Um, It's also there for the many questions I get from people where like, man, my family just won't watch this documentary. 
my family just won't read this book. My family just doesn't want to look at it. They're like the ostrich sticking their head in the sand. Gift them the ability to do that. Give them that ability in return. That's what you ask for. All right. I love you guys big time. I hope to see you at Anima mid-April, fitforservice.com. Also hope to see you at Full Temple Reset Part 2, where we're going to drop back into the fast. We're going to get super healthy. We're going to have our blood work done before, and it's on you to get it done after, but you will see a massive change in physiology, and you'll feel a massive change internally, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. We cover all the bases, Full Temple Reset, and um, I love y'all. This was a good one. <laughs>